Thank you. Right. Are you suggesting that someone's trying to make a real-life sequel? Stab 2? Who'd want to do that? Sequels suck. No. Two in the box! Ready to go! We be fast and they be slow! Wow! A second Super Saiyan? Second in order, perhaps, but by no means in stature. Your fight is with me now. And when I kill you, I will have killed the last Jedi. Man, I can't fucking believe this. Another basement, another elevator. How could the same shit happen to the same guy twice? Oh, please, please. By definition alone, they're inferior films. Last time on episodes of Inside the Sequel, Seth was on to talk about Blade Runner 2049, but now he's back to talk about DBZ. Tune in next time on another episode of Inside the Sequel. Next time has arrived on Inside the Sequel. The battle between Goku and Frieza continues. Stay tuned for scenes from the next episode of Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> What's gonna happen next? Your calculations. Did they predict that Goku would be a Super Saiyan? Super Saiyan? Welcome, everyone, back to Inside the Sequel, the podcast show where we talk about sequel movies that deserve more love and attention. And not only that, but we're talking about a genre that needs more love and attention. Um, I'm your host, Chris, from Inside the Sequel. You probably hear the go-on theme because that's just the episode it's going to be today. Um, uh, today, we are talking about 1992 sequel, Return of Cooler, from Dr the Dragon Ball Z film series. If you thought the most sinister villain in the galaxy was destroyed, think again. Cooler is back with enhanced strength and skill, and he has a score to settle. Can the Z Fighters defeat the unstoppable power of this terrorizing menace, or is it the end of all that is good? Find out on The Return of Cooler, coming soon on home video and DVD. Um, our first, I guess, technically anime episode, which is I'm really excited to have. Um, and with me today to tackle this enormous challenge, because when we talk about anime, we can't just talk about DBZ. We got to pay respects to a lot of other things. Um, I have the anime expert, whose name's not Nick. Uh, <laughs> I would say he's more of an expert than me, but thank you. But we have returning guests from the hit Blade Runner 2049 episode. We have Seth G.G. Garrett. S.S.G. Uh, thank you very much. <laughs> A.K. Money to the Baby. Money to the Baby. <laughs> Actually, uh, we all know Super Saiyan's better than God form. Controversy. Let's, let's hear it. Well, we have Seth back on again because we're talking about Return of Cooler. Um... Now, Return of Cooler is a 1992 anime film that's the sequel to the 1991 hit DBZ film called Cooler's Revenge. Um, we will get into what all of that means, but to have Seth on here uh, means a lot because, well, Seth, I don't know if you knew this, but the Blade Runner 2049 up to this day is still the most downloaded episode of Inside the Sequel, which means you're kind of a big deal. I am? In size, stature, and clout. Do I get some form of clout for this? I'm still looking for it. Where's that car? 
<laughs> and then now he's going to be talking about anime. So we know the internet's going to be set on fire. Um, but before we get started, Seth, on talking about DBZ, we most people know about you because we, we last talked about it on um, the Blade Runner episode. But let's talk about anime. What were some anime shows that you grew up watching? I, I kind of want to... I never get a chance to talk about this on this show unless we probably talk about Pokemon 2000, which will <laughs> probably be at some point. <laughs> but, that's, a good, that's a good sign. <laughs> that's a good movie. Yeah, Pokemon 2000 is low-key lit with Lugia being like... like oh, so now I was saying the song from uh, Mewtwo's... Mewtwo's uh, Return of Mewtwo? Mewtwo's Revenge. Or Mewtwo Strikes Back. Yeah, but, <laughs> but that's still the first the movie. New, yeah, 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 it is, it is, yeah, yeah. Anyway, sorry, Lugia, that's also a great one, sorry. I just yeah. love Lugia when he when he shows up and he starts singing, like, the humming thing, and then, like, everyone stops their fighting, and then Lugia comes out from the water, from mm-hmm. the iceberg. That was, like, so cool as a kid. Dude, he saw Ho-Oh in the first episode. Foreshadowing. <laughs> that was before The Next Generation came out, I mm-hmm. think. Yeah, technically, that was only in the Japanese comic. For Pokemon, like when he sees Oho, but then the U.S. animators thought that was really cool, oh, not knowing okay. what that was gonna mean leading on, because the manga was, you know, already ahead before the right. anime. Well, the game came out before the manga, and the manga probably adapted that mm-hmm. had Ho-Oh in it. And mm-hmm. then, because yeah. Oho, you can't even catch. I don't. You technically can't even catch Oho in the first generation games. No, no, that that, that was from um, the next region. That was, mm-hmm. that was generation two. Yeah. Yeah, and that anime started off with the Kanto region, which is the first generation. Technically, Ash yeah. is a, a red replacement, but... Well, you get to fight red in that game, mm-hmm. and he is freaking insane. Uh, just all his Pokemon, like, max level insane. <laughs> yeah, but, okay, so we're talking about already Pokemon, and, I, I, I mean, obviously, if you like anime or you just like watching cartoons as a kid, I feel like Pokemon is kind of like a foundation show. Yeah, I mean, it, it, we're just going to go on so many tangents, sorry. I don't even think we're talking about Pokemon, because that's just a whole media storm right there. Uh, but, okay, anime growing up. I think we have a lot of the same series that we love. I would say the number one most influential series, Full Metal Alchemist, uh, and then Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. I have a huge tattoo on my arm. Favorite series of all time. Of any like live action anime of all time, Ed and Al are my boys. Um, just perfect cast, ensemble story, everything. So that was my number one growing up. But I just got into anime through like Toonami, mm-hmm. Adult Swim, Cowboy Bebop, Baroni Kenshin, mm-hmm. um, Yu Yu Hakusho. Mm-hmm. Like so many good shows, so many great shows. Um, I like owe my taste to late nights with Cartoon Network. You know. Yeah, there's this YouTube channel that kind of says, like, what happened, kind of, basically, for bigger companies from the 2000s. It's a weird channel, I know. But um, they talk about Cartoon Network and its branding and how they credit Toonami for really bringing in the um, the, the stock and the price on Toonami. I think it was Ted Turner, whoever owned the Turner Company or whatever, when they bought Cartoon Network. Mm-hmm. And the Toonami and Adult Swim phenomenon in the early 2000s, late 90s, is kind of what really made Cartoon Network what it became. So really interesting when you think about it. I mean, when the late 90s... 90s and the early 2000s, like Toonami, Steve Bloom being the mm-hmm. little droid who's like narrating in your guest house on a TV series. Yep. Yep. Like even Toonami had its own like running Iconic series. Voice. It was it had a storyline. Mm-hmm. Do you remember the final episode? Yeah, he we dies. Have... He turns into a white Toonami, right? Well, it was it was crazy. Well, we did, we assumed he died. Obviously, he came back because mm-hmm. they rebooted Toonami. That was like bittersweet as a kid. I was like, he gets like liquid up. He like got <laughs> swallowed or something. It was weird. Well, he, he became. 
one I, I don't know i don't know i saw it as a kid i don't know it was yeah. just weird that he was always like saying like something funny or snarky about the episode and mm-hmm. be like all right well let's see what's next and like he had like he's uh, sitting on the commander deck chair uh what a good boy yeah. what a good boy well okay so like on toonami like what was your like your so you were saying uh brotherhood was there like another show that you were always pumped about on toonami because for me it was basically Ronin Kenshin and Yu Yu Hakusho. Ronin Kenshin and Yu Yu Hakusho. I mean, those are probably the top ones. In Yu Asha, I loved In Yu Asha. Oh, okay. I really did. I don't. I don't know why. I think I just started watching it one day. I love the character designs. I love the setting in feudal Japan. It says Shomaru is just that emo fun villain. <laughs> you gotta love him. Badass design. Um, the pervy monk with the, with his awesome. <laughs> he's a good character. It's a, it's a it's a it's a trope. But the pervy monk, he has the beads around his hand. Awesome, mm-hmm. uh, like suction power, but is also a curse with him. Uh, Kagome is a great protagonist. Um, she's really fun. She also kicks ass, even though she could be a damsel in distress. She also kicks ass, which is fun. Mm. Um, that was a big series for me too. Really Did you ever fun. get into Bleach? Because I kind of feel like I went more towards Bleach than Inuasha. I got into Bleach through. Uh, I could say this now. It's Statue of Limitations is up. <laughs> I watched it in like little parts on YouTube. I did watch the sub though. Uh, oh, it was awesome. Respect, because I didn't. Oh, I loved it. It would be like part one, part two, part three. Mm. I got all the way past the Soul Society arc, which I hear is the best arc. I got a little bit past that. Didn't really uh, stay on the train after that. But the Soul Society arc was just freaking perfect. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. Yeah. See, the, these late 90s, early 2000s, I feel like just kind of captured the, the group of kids who were just going to like build up on this because like you had like these these shows were like i feel like really big anime like true anime but then it gave gateway to like y- like y- y- Yu-Gi-Oh, you know and then you get like the the later like adult swim animes i guess you could say bleach was kind of that you had like uh boondocks you can call that oh, anime yeah i've never seen it honestly mm-hmm. uh, i know it has a big following it looks really funny but I mean, because you have like shonen anime or big mainstream anime, then you have like comedy anime, and that yeah. was a big deal for Adult Swim too. Yeah, yeah. And um, then One Piece was kind of like the had like the movement for like more comedy yeah. anime because I mean, I mean, Luffy D Monkey is basically a, a Monkey a, D Luffy. Monkey D Luffy. That was on Four Kids when I watched it. It was a terrible. Dub. <laughs> okay, yeah. What's the thing with anime and 4K though? Like Four Kids TV and like anime. What was the thing with that? Because growing up, because we're gonna talk about Dragon Ball. Um, or Dragon Ball Z. I started off watching Dragon Ball Z on Toonami, but then like once we didn't have cable, I was watching Kai the rest of the time. I have never really tried Kai. I watched the entire original series. Um, it does have a lot of filler. There's yeah. a, I mean, it's it's just it's by modern standards a really slow series. As a kid, I just ate it up. I would get like the little DVDs from like Dollar <laughs> General. Or the VHS tapes, actually, at the time. They had them in little blue bins, and I'd pop them in and watch them just nonstop. Mm-hmm. Um, there's an episode where Goku uh, gets his driver's license. Like, it's stupid, yep. but it's fun. <laughs> uh, but when it hits, it hits. Yeah. Love the show. I think that's, like, one of the few episodes where, like, Goku's actually wearing, like, human clothes. He's not wearing, like, his training gear. Yeah. Uh, that episode, uh, there's, there's more than a few. There's a few movies. Uh, I think it's... Um, Super Android 17 is the one where he starts in the mall. It could be blinking on that. He starts in the mall with regular clothes on. He has like a black and orange jacket. He's got like jeans on. Uh, it's a cool outfit. Hmm. If I'm if I'm right, I, I blurry memory. <laughs> but so okay, so we, we're talking about some really iconic ones. Now I think anime has only gotten better with age. Um, as a kid, it's all about the hype, and you remember more of like these crazy moments. But I think as an adult, you remember like the more subtle moments. Like for me with Yu Yu Hakusho, I love the the shadow tournaments with the 
demons. Like, I think that stuff yes. is so great. But, like, now as I've gotten older and revisiting the series, I just love a lot of the early episodes because, I mean, Yusuke is such a fascinating character, which I always thought was, he was a really cool um, he was like a smarter Goku, I guess, in a way. Like he was more, he wasn't so dumb and always willing to fight. He was kind of smart and he had reasons for his fighting. Um, he was kind of like almost like a spike in a way because he's so apathetic towards yeah, himself. He's more like Spike than Goku because he's he's kind of an ass. Mm -hmm. Like in the beginning, he's a jerk, and that's why he's such a good character because he one selfless act gives him a reset on his life. And he's a good guy on on the inside, but he's like this hardcore greaser type, you know, like oh, hooligan. Yeah. And uh, he repents and becomes a spirit detective and becomes a really great guy. Yeah, and like the spirit world stuff is great, but I mean, just the stuff on the 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 be on the beginning on when he's in limbo is really really heartfelt stuff. I would say mm -hmm. just because like he's, I mean, Uko, um, sorry, Kurubara and him were not really friends; they were actually rivals. But Kurubara, after he sees Yusuke die, kind of feels bad for him and like how he treated him. I mean, he does his best to help the people he left behind, and I, I that's why I really like Kurubara. I just think he's a, he's like one of the ultimate yeah. anime bros. Um, so we're talking about Dragon Ball Z though today. Where did that even begin with you? Urameshi. Sorry. <laughs> uh, where did uh, it began? I was young, like maybe kindergarten, like first grade. I just saw it on TV and I fell in love with it. It was my favorite show. I would like draw pictures of it, do little stencils, talk about it all day at school. I got all the trading cards. I went to freaking tournaments for it. Love those cards. Um, and just uh, stuck with it. I watched all of Z, um, all of GT, uh, most of Super. Um, I, I wasn't as big of a fan of Super. I'm actually not a big fan of Super. I do actually like parts of GT. Mm -hmm. um, it's got flaws for sure. But Super Saiyan 4 kicks ass. I, I would take that over Super Saiyan God or Ultra Instinct, in my opinion. Um but yeah, I mean, I, I'm still a fan of the series. I'm still a fan of the characters. I bought all the video games and never missed a single one. Um, yeah, I guess I passed the present. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, Dragon Ball Z is one of those few animes, at least I've always felt. Like, you remember how it goes, but like, you see an episode, you have to sit and like watch the episode. Just because yeah. it's going to give you something of entertainment. Because like, yeah, the Dragon Ball Z came out in 96. Now, it's technically the second series of the whole story arc because Dragon Ball was technically the first, but the American audiences, that came out in the late 80s, didn't it? I think Dragon Ball, but it didn't come to America until much later. I, I wouldn't even say late 80s. I think it came out maybe early. The manga did. It came out a while ago. It was a parody of um, Journey to the West or Journey to the East, Journey to the West, um, uh, Monkey King, pretty much, and... It was started as a parody of that, and it was just a fun action comedy. I'm sure Tori Toriyama um, did not plan for it to be what it was, and uh, thankfully it, it became what it was. But I did watch Dragon Ball after I watched Dragon Ball Z, actually, and I do really enjoy it. It's a much different series. It's not so much like uh, power levels, next villain, overcome, Zenkai boost, power levels, training, whatever. It was just more of a fun action buddy comedy um, and it's 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 different, but I, I think it's a really good good series. Yeah, I I think Dragon Ball Z is better, but Dragon Ball has that charm of like innocence because it's not all about Super Saiyans and like power ups and everything. It's kind of like early anime where it's kind of like just 
kids getting in an action and adventure and kicking ass, you yeah. know? More perverted, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, some of the animation is also really soft. Especially with, like, Goku, we first introduced him, he's butt naked. Yeah, he got a little little, little Peter going on, but... Uh... <laughs> Uh, well, there's that one scene where he's like slapping Bulma. He's like, "There's no penis." <laughs> yeah. She's like, "What the crap?" <laughs> I mean, um, he's a little kid. He doesn't know. Yeah, and Bulma was technically like a teenager or something like that in that show too, right? Yeah. Yeah, she's oh, she's young. Yeah, they're like yeah. 16, I think, where she is. <laughs> mm-hmm. But then you get a lot of stories with Yamcha and Puar, which personally I really like in Dragon Ball. <laughs> Fist. <laughs> and then you get uh, Emperor Pilon a lot more, which you don't get too much of in Dragon Ball Z. He kind of shows up, but like Emperor Pilon has more of a story in Dragon Ball than anything else. Well, he he has like appearances in in Z. He's like that recurring recurring joke villain. Yeah, like, he shows up in I think Battle of the Gods. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, but I would say the Red Ribbon Army overall is more of a presence. Yeah, a villain. I mean, it's it's everything's like. It's more centralized in Dragon Ball, the villains, I feel like. I mean, you have, like, parodies of real-life people as villains. You have, like, Red Ribbon, Arby, Pilaf, all that stuff. Yeah, I mean, there was just episodes dedicated to characters that weren't that were looking like villains, but they ended up just being, like, heroes or, like, helping the Goku, basically. Like, do you remember, like, the Ox King? Like, for the first three or four episodes, Roshi oh, yeah. kept talking about him, like, how he's this evil person. But he gets, like, one episode, and he's actually, like, this big, nice, bearded guy. Yeah, Chi-Chi's his daughter. <laughs> yeah. He's like, yeah, take care of my daughter. <laughs> yeah, like, it's, like, stuff like that. And then he shows up in Dragon Ball Z, and he's just, like, this chum, you know? Yeah, well, I mean, every character becomes a chum because Goku's a god now, <laughs> so... There's power levels. Yeah. yeah. So for people who are like saying, like wondering, like what the hell are these guys talking about? So Dragon Ball Z is an anime show where the main character Goku, who is a Super Saiyan alien, let's just say he's an alien from a planet, um, Planet Vegeta. Yeah, Planet Vegeta. And Goku is the last. It's basically like the Superman story arc. It's like Krypton, basically. And Goku was the only one that survived because. The person who destroyed the planet, his name is Frieza, who is a world conqueror, basically. And when Goku lands on the on planet Earth, um, he's a super saiyan, so he has super abilities. Um, he gets into adventures and grows his power to become basically a powerful being. And they use martial arts and basically like telekinetic sort of powers. Um, it, 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 they use something called ki. It's like an energy they have. You could say it's like chi or just energy, spirit, whatever. Um and they progress and get more and more powerful. It's a show. It's a shonen, so they get mm-hmm. more powerful. They train. They fight stronger enemies. Uh, they beat the enemy. They rejoice. There's peace. Another enemy comes. They fight them. It's a big cycle. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, it, it, you have to kind of watch. I feel like there's. I mean, if anybody knows anything about any sort of anime. They're gonna know something about Dragon Ball Z. I would say it's debatably the most power, not most popular, the most popular. I anime. would say it's the most popular. Yeah. yeah, it's 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 definitely the most well known for sure, and it's just a fun series. Mm-hmm. You can you can watch it as a person who doesn't take it seriously because it has badass action. You you can watch it as a person who loves the characters, like me, love the characters. Um, it's more about almost them fighting a fun villain than it is about the story. Because the story kind of takes a back back seat because you're just watching these characters you love do badass things. They always have new powers, new techniques. 
um, new villains. It's yeah. Yeah, I've always felt like the show is like kind of narrative about Goku and like these intro characters who are going to be like your main characters throughout the entire series, and then it's just a story of arcs, and then in between arcs are like training and filler. And then it's yeah. more arcs. Yeah. <laughs> and these arcs are basically central, like focused episodes on like a certain villain and then training to defeat that villain is basically what the show is about. It's really great. It's fun. It's entertaining. And honestly, for its time, Seth and I were gloating about it. We were watching Return of Cooler. The animation style for its time is just so beautiful. Um, the score is perfect as well for its time because it's kind of like new metal kind of but at, with like action set pieces. But like it also has like really fun anime music too. Yeah. I mean there's orchestral music. There's like yeah like metal or rock music which I think is just great for DBZ. It doesn't fit for a lot of anime. Mm -hmm. But DBZ is just about like super hyper masculine dudes and cool <laughs> characters and aliens just beating the shit out of each other um and the music works and bruce falconer my favorite score for dbz there's multiple scores for different dubs or um like different versions of dragon ball dragon ball kai dragon ball z love falconer um the themes are just a big part of it for me too this all the super saiyan themes the character themes the villain themes great score uh, and the animation is still my favorite style like mm -hmm. that, that late 90s kind of yep. early 2000s animation all hand-drawn looks gorgeous um, it, it's just you, you never feel like it's not good I feel like a lot of modern animation they take shortcuts um, and they still did with the Dragon Ball series but it's all just hand drawn there's something special about that what's your favorite anime right now though right now <laughs> uh, I'm going through Haikyuu I really like Haikyuu wow um, that's what he has to first mention no 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 no, no. well you said right now so I'm thinking of what's going on Hunter Hunter is my favorite series that's not complete oh <laughs> Because my favorite series is Brotherhood, but oh. Hunter Hunter is just on this incredible hiatus. Uh, I love it, though. It's by the same creator as Yu Yu Hakusho. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, it's just a perfect series, in my opinion. Gon kind of looks like a mini Yusuke in a way, though. Oh, he does, yeah, but he's a way different character. <laughs> yeah, Way no, different no, character. Yeah. It's the fact that his innocence is who he is, and then when you progress through the series, he loses some of that innocence, and it's a really, really, really great arc for him. Dang, but at Attack on Titan, he's just sitting in the corner at wondering why is he such a joke to you right oh, now. Oh, no, no, sorry, sorry, sorry. Why am I not even saying that? That is my second favorite series of all time. I don't know why I didn't say that. Yeah, silly <laughs> us. We forgot to talk about Attack on Titan. I'm thinking of older series for some reason. I don't know why. Is it's it Attack on Titan. Is yes. it because Attack on Titan is just so mainstream at this point now? You just kind of want to distance yourself with more more unknown shows? No, I love it. I mean, I, I will bring up the animation with that. The first three seasons are incredible, like absolutely incredible. And then a new studio came in, Studio Mappa. Mm -hmm. um, still a good studio. I think they just had horrible time constraints. I think they, they just, it was not an easy task to adapt this arc of the story. Um, but it's, the story is still incredible. Yep, and that's the thing with anime now. <laughs> it's fine. But that's the thing now with anime, like the thing that's most, I mean, the stories and the characters are going to be very important, but now more than ever, the animation style almost takes more precedent than even like the show itself. So like, 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 like Demon Hunter, for example, uh, or Demon Slayer, Demon sorry, Slayer. like that well, show, get controversial with my opinion yeah, like that. here's the thing, that show has such a huge following and I don't even think it's because of the stories or the narrative of the characters. I think it's because the animation stands out for that show, at least when it first came out. That's what my my opinion is on it. Well, the animation is incredible. It, I believe it's by a studio that that typically did video games. Mm -hmm. um, the, I think Guilty Gear, uh, things like that, Blaze Blue. Mm -hmm. Really great animation, gorgeous. 
I just don't think it's a great series. I think the characters are fine. I think the supporting cast is honestly terrible. Um, the lead, the protagonist, uh, Inezco, his sister, I do like them as characters, but I feel like nothing is earned in that series. He always pulls a power out of his ass to win a battle, doesn't have this progression, doesn't have this curve of him like working for it, in my opinion. I think after he finishes training, destroyed that boulder, I think the show went downhill. Controversial opinion, I know, but uh, that's just me. <laughs> yeah, but th that's the thing with the anime, and that's why I think going back to some of these older animes, I feel like now more than ever, aside from, I mean, a lot of animes are on breaks right now. Like, I think Kogias is about to work on another season, I think now. Um, and I think JoJo, are they still going on right now? JoJo's still going. Code Geass, I think technically finished, but they're doing something else with it. Okay. Uh, I watched Leilush for a while. Got pretty far on it. I didn't finish it. I need to go back and finish it. But um, it yeah, is, they're doing something else with like Evangelion. It's finished, but they're still they're still doing. That's stuff. a good comparison there. And uh, shout out Neon Genesis real quick though, because that's a show that I've been watching when I get the chance. And man, it's really good. Um, but uh, it seems like a lot of these anime shows that are are coming back from taking breaks. Attack on Titan, you conclude on there. Um, the animation is becoming more of a criticism. But I also see a large emergence of people going back and visiting those early two thousands, kind of like those mid two thousands. Like Naruto was the first one to kind of get a revisit, and that's why Naruto is. I think Naruto is bigger bigger now than it used to be when it first came out because people are going back and watching it. You know, it's kind of like the Avatar, the yeah. last Airbender thing, where people loved it when it came out, but like now they're revisiting it. And it's way more popular. That's a good point because I actually watched a lot of Naruto growing up. I totally forgot to mention it. I loved it. Played all the video games as well. The original series I did love. And then you have the transition to Shippuden. Um, great series as well. Perfect follow-up. Um, it's kind of like almost a Dragon Ball Z to mm -hmm. Naruto. It's just great. It's great. Um, Boruto, obviously <laughs> it's a big controversy. I I've, I've seen a decent amount of it. I've just watched like YouTube videos. I've read the story. I've dived into the characters. Um, it's it's not Naruto. I, I would almost call it like a slice of life sequel that does have more like homages to the past. It does have badass fight scenes. The animation's still great. I'll give it that. Um, but the problem is it's, it's a show that's stuck in the past. Um, but, you know, if you just want to see characters you like, it's fine. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't say it's Shippuden or anything like that. Um, but, but, you know, I think anime is in a position now where nostalgia can be a bad thing too still no. run dragon ball z still running Naruto. oh true but these flagship shows that kind of get yeah. hyped up yeah 100 percent. i think broly was the exception the new broly dragon oh, ball z movie that came so out good. that had nostalgia written all over it but man they somehow kind of managed to even make it better than the original dragon ball z broly movies and i love the animation the 3d honestly didn't even bother them like me that much it fits more for that story it worked and yeah. it didn't look terrible i think the cgi and uh the new season of attack on titan is terrible in my opinion but i still love the story so it's not a big deal uh, but broly looks great they had a different um lead animation director on the movie than the series oh, so it does right. look different um, I've heard rumors they might continue that style. I would love it. I don't know if they are, but um, Broly's great. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of Super, but the movie is really, really good. It's like the My Hero movies. They're kind of fun. They're they're. Oh, we not haven't that even special. talked about My Hero. My Hero's great. It's it, it's in the middle for me. I really like it. I really appreciate it. I love it. Um, I wouldn't say it's as I wouldn't love it as much as DBZ. or Hunter Hunter Yu Hakusho, but it's 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 a really good series. Yeah, I, I don't know. Just like with, and it comes to anime, like Attack of Titan's the one that has my eye all the time. Going back, like I'm one of those nostalgia guys. I'm going back. I've, I remember going back in college and rewatching Ronin Kenshin. Ronin Kenshin's still really great stuff. 
um, going back, rewatching Cowboy Bebop, rewatching right now Yu Haka show. It's like I think that that late ninety, mid late nineties feel, and then with the intro with the early two thousands, kind of is like my that's like my good part of anime, you know? Because like yeah. I like Naruto, but I've never been a big Naruto fan. I've never really been a big One Piece fan, you know. And I've and JoJo, boy, these kids have tried to get me into watching JoJo. <laughs> it's fun. <yeah. laughs> I can't get into as I mean, I I can, I guess, but Naruto's I just good though. You gotta get to it eventually. It's good. See, the thing about Naruto was that I watched little bits of the beginning of Naruto and thought, oh, this was kind of like a Dragon Ball. You know, it, like it's it feels like it's trying to copy it but be different. Shonen, yeah. yeah. They all share a similar archetype. Uh, I would say it's a very different series than Dragon Ball. I think it, it gives more importance to the supporting cast than Dragon That's Ball does eventually. That is true. Yeah. Um, even in Shippuden, like obviously Naruto, Sasuke, Kakashi, Sakura, um, all the bigs, big big characters. Itachi, big character. Um, he comes back. He gets reanimated in the final arc. Actually, like mm-hmm. all these big characters, they're all really important. Um, Mike guy gets a big scene. Like Rock Lee gets a big scene. All these supporting characters get big scenes. Oh, I feel yeah. like Dragon Ball doesn't really do that for its supporting characters as much. Yeah, Goku is a little uh, too much at times, in my opinion. And they kind of started the trend Naruto with the whole the side characters possibly being better than the main characters. Because a lot of those late 90s ones, I mean, it was Yusuke, who was obviously the best character in the show. I mean, Kurobaro's great and stuff, don't get me wrong, but I mean, Yusuke was the one. Goku, okay. You could say Hiei was the Vegeta, almost. A little bit. Yeah, little yeah, bit. well, definitely, for sure. Um, but I think Vegeta's a better <clears throat> character overall. He is, yeah. But I mean, the stands out there are going to say Vegeta's better, which, I mean, the side characters in Dragon Ball Z, I think there's huge arguments that can be made that they are better than Goku because Goku's boring. Uh, Gohan's the best character. <laughs> Teen Gohan's the best. But, and Mystic Gohan, Ultimate Gohan, also love him. Boo Saga mm-hmm. got shafted by a candy beam, okay? <laughs> but but a lot of these shows would gas up the protagonist. That's just kind of how it went. But I think with Naruto coming out, they introduced all these side characters. And they kind of made Naruto like this annoying character that was like not is like likable because he was such a little shit and he was annoying but like that's part of the growing up like i think Naruto grows of, up yeah that's one of the shows uh, yeah. where you follow him from like when he's young until he's a father for crying out loud i mean dragon the, ball z you kind of see it but it doesn't feel natural i don't think goku has ever felt like a father <laughs> i think piccolo's felt like a father not <laughs> yeah not goku yeah. um no naruto you 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 grow with him because i didn't like him as much in the beginning you know as a sasuke stan um, I loved a lot of supporting characters, even like small ones like Rock Lee, Kiba, like uh, everyone. Um, but yeah, Dragon Ball is weird where Goku is kind of just... It's always he, about he, him. He's like he's like Jesus, <laughs> you know? Yeah, he, it's always about him the entire time. Um, and that's the thing about Dragon Ball Z. I think if you ever want to get into it, um, you could watch Dragon Ball. I would say start with Dragon Ball Z. You could start with Dragon Ball, but I feel like you're gonna you're you're gonna lose patience into waiting to get the really. You cool can even stuff. start with Kai. I mean, I, I, as a kid, I love Z. Um, if you're a first timer, probably Kai it takes out a lot of the filler, a lot of the useless stuff you don't really have to watch. I've used watch lists for big series before, where it kind of tells you what what not to watch, what the filler to take mm-hmm. out. I like the filler in DBZ, so mm-hmm. it's really a preference. Um, yeah, yeah. But the thing was, the voice acting and some of the scenes that are extended in Dragon Ball Z, I think, are better than what Kai edits out. Like, remember, I am the protector of the universe. You can destroy planets, but you can never destroy what I am, friend. Uh, you? What? What are you? Uh... I am the hope of the universe. I am the answer to all living things that cry out for peace. 
I am protector of the innocent. I am the light in the darkness. I am truth. Ally to good! Nightmare to you! How will Frieza be able to stand up to Goku? Now that the legendary power of the Super Saiyan has awakened within him, don't miss the next exciting episode of Dragon Ball Z. I am the leftover eggs in the fridge. <laughs> I am the one who will kill you in your sleep. Yeah. <laughs> like that in Dragon Ball Z, with that moment where he turns into Saiyan in front of Frieza is really great, but you don't get that in Kai. I it love changes the Goku. It. I love the Goku who is a protector of Earth. I don't like the Goku who wants to fight because he's bored. Yeah. Um, there's two sides to Goku. I think GT had a much different side of Goku. I appreciated mm -hmm. it was a Goku that was a little angrier. At these these douchebags that keep coming to Earth trying to cause problems, mm -hmm. he was done with it. Uh, the way he killed, it was either Nova Shinron, I believe it was Nova Shinron. He punched him right mm -hmm. through the stomach, and he did it in a, not in a mean way, not an angry way. He just says, "I, I like I have to kill you because I love my planet." Mm -hmm. I don't like the Goku in Super where he's like, "I'm gonna let you live because I'm <sighs> gonna fight you later." It's 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 a different Goku. Um, it's all preference. I know people love that Goku. I'm not trying to start a fight. <laughs> no, start a fight on here. We need to know that Super is not. At all, very interesting. I, I don't care. I, I mean, there are even times where I have to ask Seth. I'm like, it's a cool character. I'll give him that. Yeah, it is a cool character. It's cool. Jiren's fine. Yeah, I think Vegeta serves Beerus a Beerus and Whis are great. Yeah, Beerus and Whis are great. And yeah. I think Vegeta's a lot cool. A lot, I mean, he's already cool, but I think he's like almost better than Goku even through that entire series. He's more that. interesting. Yeah, because he's yeah. like, he's more willing to work with Goku. And in that respect, like, he just grows more. He, even though he's a better character than Goku, he just grows even more. Especially in those movies, because in the movies, you get to see him like be a dad with Trunks, because Trunks is there now, mm -hmm. um, which we haven't even talked about Trunks. Um, Dragon Ball Z is just such an expansive it, anime. It's, it's huge. I would say, like, super. I did appreciate Android 17. He got a little bit of a redemption oh, arc. Mm -hmm. um, the power levels in Super are weird, because, like, Master Roshi is stronger than some Z fighters, and then 17 is, like, super strong. And, and Gohan's and not even powerful anymore. Gohan is, like, this skinny, like, like I don't know, malnourished. <laughs> I, it doesn't make sense. Like, sure, he's not training, but he doesn't need to be, like, 40 pounds wet, you know? He's, he's still <laughs> jacked, okay? Super takes place, like, two years after the Boo saga, and he's jacked as hell. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, Dragon Ball Z is kind of going through its ups and downs right now, but we want to talk about the biggest of ups. And for me, at least, when watching these movies with Seth again, um, I, which I haven't seen since I was like a kid. Um, the Dragon Ball Z movies from uh, during the Dragon Ball Z series. So you had quite a bunch of them. Uh, but the ones we're talking about today are Return of Cooler from 1992, which was the sequel to the 91 Cooler's Revenge. Now, uh, there's quite a lot of characters on here, which I think we should kind of talk about a little bit of the characters in this movie before we even talk about it because they play kind of important roles. Um, so, like, you have, like, Goku and Vegeta, who we've established are Saiyan characters, they're basically the main characters. You have Goku's son, Gohan, who's I feel like, has quite a big presence in a lot of these movies. Best character in the series! Yeah, like, he, he's very interesting. The animation makes him look exactly like Goku, which is kind of funny and lazy. I like the long hair. I like how he has longer hair, because only Raditz really oh. had longer hair in the series, and, mm -hmm. in, 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 like, some members of the Ginyu Force, whatever, like. True. But, uh... Yeah, I love I love Gohan's design. I love when he's Super Saiyan two and he has extreme like gel spikes. Um, and he has like the little the, like the little fringe. Superman curl that's right he in that forehead. Fringe. I think the fringe looks awesome. Yeah, I love his purple gi because he gets mm -hmm. it from Piccolo, his real father. 
Not Goku. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Piccolo's in this one, the Numekian, who's the green character. Krillin, the short, bald guy, who's actually Goku's age, technically. Um, at least they grew up together, but he still looks like he's the same age as Gohan. Master Roshi, the old pervert. Oolong, the, the transformation pig. The main villain, Cooler, who we'll talk about in a second. Uh, Yorobi, who is the fat samurai. And Mr. Popo. <laughs> Pecking order. <laughs> who, okay, so uh, Yorobi and I feel like Mr. Popo kind of get like the comedy in Oolong. Well, Oolong's kind of always been a comedy bit character. But Yorobi and Mr. Popo kind of get a backseat in a lot of these movies. But I think it's because, but like, Yorobi kind of helped Goku train to defeat Vegeta in the show. He cut off his tail. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he kind of served a big purpose in the mo- in the show. Mr. Popo, he's with King Kai all the time. Uh, and he he's, he's helps take uh, take care of the watchtower or mm-hmm. the, um, you know, the big old tower in the sky. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's... He's not really an important character anymore, but no, he's not. He's Mr. Popo. Yeah, like, <laughs> he's like, Mr. Popo. For the OGs, you'll know who he is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he definitely has not aged well in terms of the race sense, for sure. Um, but yeah, these are kind of like some of the main characters. Piccolo, the new Mechian, he's a green character. He's basically um, Goku's like buddy on Earth. He's an alien as well. Um, and then let's talk about Cooler. So in the first movie in 1991, um, Cooler's Revenge... It's a redemption story for the villain because the main villain, the only reason he wants to fight Goku, which all these villains want to fight Goku because he's powerful. Cooler wants to fight Goku because in the first, because in the he he basically he has a brother named Frieza. I, I'm, I'm trying to make sense of this all because it sounds confusing if you don't watch the show. But the- everyone's names <laughs> are puns, by the way. Okay, <laughs> so Freezer. Cooler, like Frieza Cooler. Mm-hmm. Their dad's name is King Cold. Yeah. So. <laughs> so basically, Goku and Vegeta are this really powerful warrior race, and Frieza's alien race. He had an army that he wanted to destroy them because the Super Saiyans, what they're called, would be able to kill Frieza and his and his race basically. So he destroys them all on their planet. He enslaves them. Goku and Vegeta escape, um, but uh, Cooler was with Frieza when before Frieza destroyed the planet Saiyan, um, Saiyan planet, and um, he Vegeta. let yeah he let Goku live. He saw Goku's escape pod and he let it go by. He didn't care. He said it was Frieza's problem or something like that. Anyway, years and years later, Goku grows up and kills Frieza when Frieza tries to destroy Namek, um, and which is my favorite personal arc. But it's also like probably the most basic because everyone knows who Frieza in the Namek series is. It's a great arc. Yeah. I mean, you see Super Saiyan for the first time, which turns her hair yellow, which is awesome. Uh, But now in the movie in 91, Cooler comes to get revenge for Frieza's death because he has this family honor. And Cooler is way more stronger than Frieza. And we thought up to this point, Frieza was like the most powerful villain at the time. Yes. I mean, technically, these movies are not canon uh, by any means, but they're really fun. They're really cool. Um, she is more powerful than him. You don't have to go through the entire arc of the <laughs> Frieza saga, the Namekian saga, so you don't see all the transformations Frieza goes through. But Cooler, in my opinion, has a more badass design, yeah. I think. Uh, I wouldn't say he's as good of a character as Frieza, but he is... He's like a pre, uh, pre-cell, kind of. He's like a Frieza part two, yeah. in a way. Um, yeah, his personality is he's like... Freeze, the Frieza family is like snobby British people that are really, really freaking strong. So he's just like, you killed my British brother. Listen to me. <laughs> um, he's fun. He's, he's 
He's cooler than Frieza. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. He's the older brother, and he has respect for Goku for killing his brother, but he has to like get revenge on it. And they basically this whole movie, aside from a from the different Dragon Ball Z movies, um, it's more of an action-packed movie. And the thing is, these all have self-containing stories because they're non-canon, but they have recurring characters from the shows that you kind of like. Um, now, when Return of Cooler comes out, Goku killed Cooler in the first movie. Spoilers. Um, because Goku has to always win. Um, Cooler comes back with his army to destroy the new Mechian planet, which is basically the new Namek. Yeah, new, new Namek. It's a planet they inhabited after Frieza blew up Namek. Um, in, in the five minutes that seemed like an eternity in the series. Uh, I don't need to go into that. But New Namek is this peaceful planet for the Namekians to finally reside on after the terrible experience they had from Frieza. And then Cooler just wants to go part two on that. So let's have fun. <laughs> yeah, so Cooler comes back and he looks different. He's like all shiny and stuff like that. Um, but here's the thing. Um, when Goku fights him, he notices something different because um, Cooler brings like this whole kind of like starship that latches onto the planet and like enslaves the the Namekians, which seems to be a, a plot with them all the, the time. Big Getty star. It's it's kind of a dumb name, <laughs> the Big Getty star. But he has like these like droids with him. They look like super battle droids, I'm not going to lie. That, they that, look like the droids from the... It's from a GT video game on Game Boy Advance. They look a lot like those droids. And in, in Legacy of Goku, was also a Game Boy game I played, or Game Boy Advance game. It's amazing. Uh, they had droids like that, too. I don't oh. even know if they were canon at the time, but they look like the similar droids as enemies. Uh, they kind yeah. of even look kind of like the the, the, the robots in the Studio Ghibli uh, movie, Castle in the Sky. Do you remember, like, those brown, like, long... Or, like, A little bit. They kind of look like that, but silver, because those were brown wooden um robots yeah, i know what you're talking about yeah they kind of look bit. they kind of look like that and uh cooler comes back and he's all shiny and he's totally totally cocky this time around i mean the first one he was very much more like respectable with goku because he he knew how powerful goku was but in this one he's just a lot more like i'm more powerful than you you're not gonna be able to defeat me um and Goku has such a hard time, which is kind of nice to see that Goku's struggling and it's not in like the good way. Because usually when Goku struggles and fights, he kind of enjoys it. And you see that a lot with the newer um, series. Um, but in this time, he realizes that uh, Cooler is back. But because he basically died in the first movie, he's back and he's improved. His body is basically animatronic in a way. It's kind of like a symbiotic kind of relationship body he has. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah, so he is basically fused with the big getty star so he's almost like a messenger or oh he he, he is a part of it his, his mind is the hive mind of this planet pretty much so every time one of his limbs falls off he grows it back because the big getty star has the material and the power to regenerate him because he's connected to the planet so goku will punch one of his arms off it regenerates mechanically it is a cool concept because you see goku just trying and trying he gets his ass handed to him mm -hmm. uh, and then something happens right before he potentially dies from cooler because he thinks he's gonna win he thinks he destroyed him no he comes back chokes goku he's got him in a chokehold he's about to die then boom, one of the best characters comes in, Vegeta. We finally get Vegeta in the movie. We're like halfway through. That's when the really great dynamic starts with Vegeta and Goku. It's both of them turn Super Saiyan and they just get to kick Cooler's ass. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and that's the thing. We get that iconic moment where Cooler goes, there's two Super Saiyans? Because he didn't see Free, uh, Frieza, uh, excuse me, Vegeta in the first movie. It was just Goku and Gohan, I believe, mm-hmm. and Piccolo. And this time he finally finds Vegeta. And that's the thing about Cooler and like Frieza is they always underestimate Vegeta. That's always been the thing. in general. Yeah. Like they want to kill him because basically they they have a a vendetta against that race because that race is really powerful. And they kind of call him like, um, uh, what is the word? Derogative terms and stuff like that. Monkeys. Yeah. They're very racist towards Saiyans. They they hate the Saiyans because they enslave them. As they enslave a lot of races, they destroy a lot of planets, enslave a lot of races. But the Saiyans were a warrior race, so they went on missions and destroyed planets already, so they weren't exactly good people, but they were powerful people. Um, They weren't as powerful as Frieza, but they eventually did rebel against him. So there was a rebellion against Frieza, and that's kind of why he hates Saiyans, because they had the the gall, the confidence to oppose him. And Frieza has insane pride, and he's insanely cocky. So he sees this as like, well, you challenge me, yeah. yeah, so the Saiyans and the legendary Super Saiyan has always been a threat. He knows the legend of it. If one eventually becomes a Super Saiyan, they could challenge Frieza directly. And that's what happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the, the thing is, he always wants to work with Vegeta because Vegeta was at one of the other survivors of the planet. And he's also the Saiyan prince. So he's technically a royalty. But Goku is more powerful than him, which becomes the grope and whining of Dragon Ball Z in general. <laughs> yeah, it's always a back and forth. Goku, Vegeta, Goku, Vegeta. I preferred it when it was more of an ensemble. Gohan was an important character. Um, even like the side Z fighters could be like fun. Like Piccolo always had his place. Uh, TN even had his place in yeah. Cell Saga. Yeah. He, he, he was able to assist. Um, but, but currently, it's definitely Goku and Vegeta. They are the most powerful uh, yin to their yang. One's an angry, cocky jerk at times. One's like this innocent, pure soul. But they're so good together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so good. So they come back. Well, well, Vegeta comes and saves Goku, which is the kind of the which is nice about the movies, which you you kind of get a break from from the show. Um, the movies really have Vegeta helping Goku out, or vice versa, and times that, like it really feels like intense. And I think it works best with Vegeta because like Vegeta. He's a better character. You want to root for him to be good. He never wants to show his good side. But in the movies, you kind of get a comical side of him, and you get him kind of caring about Goku. Now, this is obviously before he calls him Kakarot and stuff. Which, but once he starts calling him just Kakarot all the time, it's amazing. Um, but Cooler realizes that there's a second Super Saiyan, so he has to power himself up even more, thus creating clones of himself to overwhelm the two Saiyans. And he ba- he basically wins the fight, Cooler. I'm not going to lie. like He really... He's kind of like Frieza in a way where he like um, in, I guess, Res- I kept thinking Resurrection F, the, the, the one of the more recent Dragon Ball Z movies where Frieza comes back, where Go- uh, Cooler kind of has the upper hand because he's like in his new form right away and he just overwhelms them. But then obviously his pride is the thing that gets into him to making him lose. Oh, we're going to go right into the ending? Yeah, because I'm going to talk about yeah. more than just the movie okay. at this point. So the ending, uh, Goku and Vegeta are captured, which is actually not something you see very often in the series at all. Uh, you do have characters get captured. I mean, you have like the uh, be- beginning of Buu Saga with the Majin and then absorbing Gohan's energy and things like that. Whatever. Um, they both are captured and he is absorbing their energy and he says it's, it's something he always wanted to do. He wanted to kind of humiliate the Saiyans because Goku, as a Super Saiyan, was the one who defeated him previously. So when they turned Super Saiyan, he gets gets to some kind of like 
exhilaration out of it. You know, it turns them on. Uh, <laughs> but 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 because of that, Goku and Vegeta kind of witness how their energy is so strong and so plentiful that it hurts the big Getty star. Because uh, Cooler himself could have, they could have easily killed them, but they had too much pride, so they wanted to humiliate the Saiyans. And I think that's where Cooler's downfall is. Is like a lot of Disney villains, a lot of anime villains, is their pride gets to them. So Goku and Vegeta are able to just use all the energy they have left. They turn Super Saiyan, they blow up the big Getty star and collapse it, causing it to uh, pull away from Namek because he has no more power left to drill into the planet for resources because that was kind of his goal was to mine the planet to grow bigger. Um, and they beat him and then the rest of the cast gets to escape and they get away and they're safe. But, oh, something else happens. He's still alive. Um, and then uh, you have this really cool moment where Cooler captures Goku and Goku says he's not going to, he's going to go out dying. He's going to fight no matter what, but he's about to kill Goku for the second time. He's about to kill Goku and Vegeta throws an energy, uh, disc, a beam and cuts off his arm, saves Goku, which I think is really cool. I think he's saving him twice in the movie shows mm-hmm. that Vegeta is just perfect support. I love how even like in the Cell Saga, when he was able to hit Cell, so Gohan could kill Cell. Um, in this movie, he's able to save Goku so they can kill the villain. I think he's just a perfect support character because he's a character earlier in the movie that kept saying he only wanted to, de- to defeat Cooler by himself because he hates being compared to Goku. But I think he always ends up realizing that he's good as a friend. So, you know, he helps kill Cooler. Uh, I think that's his character. I think he's more interesting as a character because uh, he actually is a very selfless person. Uh, and then they defeat Cooler. Goku throws one more energy ball at him, blows him up. They come falling to the ground. Uh, Vegeta flies away in his moodiness, and then they all rejoice and eat a sensu bean and (laughs) call it a day. (laughs) Yeah, and that's basically the movie. I mean, you do get the parts with Gohan and Piccolo and Krillin all fighting together, but like they're just fighting the robots, which is different than the first movie because the first movie, it's mostly just Goku fighting Cooler's henchmen, basically his own Ginyu squad of a sense. Um, but like Gohan and Piccolo's relationship, the meme of Go- Piccolo actually being Gohan's dad is furthered in this movie because Piccolo is only concerned with helping Gohan and Gohan only <laughs> cries for Piccolo's help all the time. It's true. He's like, oh no. And Goku's like, I'm going to go fly away and fight this guy. <laughs> um, no, Piccolo is literally Gohan's dad. Gohan in the Cell Saga asked Piccolo for his clothes so he could be like his protege. He could mm-hmm. be a successor to him. Not Goku's. Piccolo's, which I think is a really cool dynamic because it, I mean, Toriyama recognizes like Piccolo took him under his wing because Goku maybe isn't as capable to raise someone as because he's a fighter at heart. He's a Saiyan. I mean, that's what they are. Uh, I mean, you don't even get me started on Vegeta and Trunks because that's a whole different story. Um, but yeah, yeah, Piccolo's, I, I love Piccolo as a character. I think he's one of the best characters in the series. Uh, he doesn't get enough credit. No, he, he doesn't. I think he's just always like, Kind of second fiddle to when Vegeta's not around Goku, but that's only because he's a different alien species. Same voice actor. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, Piccolo, I think, is more of, like, for the OGs than anything else, you know? I think people recognize, if you watch Dragon Ball Z, you recognize, like, how cool Piccolo was and because of the planet Namek and the Namekians. Like, he's just more, he's just a different character from the ensemble of the group. That's... Let's not forget, we wouldn't be anywhere if it wasn't for special beam cannon on Raditz, okay? <laughs> And, I mean, he was the original, he was the son or the successor to the original King Piccolo, 
which was the end main villain of Dragon Ball. Um, so he kind of carries over from the original series. So he really is one of the OGs mm-hmm. uh, as a successor to King Piccolo. And I love Piccolo because he starts out as a grumpy asshole. You know, Goku killed his kind of dad. Uh, but he grows. Like Vegeta, like all villains in, in Dragon Ball Z, even Boo, like they all grow as characters because... Well, once you kill them, you kind of learn to join them, you yeah. know? <laughs> Except for, like, Cell. I mean, most of the characters kind of join the, the good guys in some way. Yeah. I mean, even now with Dragon Ball Super, I mean, Frieza is in it more than ever now. And, like, I mean, he kind of is, like, almost like a, like a comical villain at this point because of Lord Beerus and Whis just being, like, such OP villains now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you could say Goku is almost as strong as... Probably stronger than Beerus Ultra Instinct, but... Um, Oh, there's still gods, you know, like Whis could wipe the floor with Goku and Vegeta at the same time, which I think is really cool. It shows that they could always get more powerful despite what the show says. Um, but uh, yeah, when, when you when you bring in those power levels, you know, characters like Piccolo, do they matter? Not as much, but it's good that they always bring them back for many of the series as comic relief or part of the story because I don't want to you'll miss those characters. They're good characters. Yeah, that's the thing about, like, I think these movies do really well, especially, like, Return of Cooler with, like, Piccolo and Gohan. Um, You get into things like Wrath of the Dragon. A lot of these movies, what they do is, and that's kind of the whole thing about Dragon Ball Z, is, like, you kind of latch on to certain characters, and they all kind of get their own respects, and they get their own hype moments, and, like, it's a little bit of everything for everyone. So, like, for example, for, like, me, Yamcha, I really kind of latched onto. He's more of a comical character, but there are times where that Wolfang Fist kind of comes in clutch, and, of course, Poir, He's in love with Piccolo, uh, with Yamcha, so that's always fun to see. If you like Tien, watch the Cell series. You get some love with him there. Yo, Chiatsu. You're, you're missing <laughs> on my boy Chiatsu. Tien, I love you. <laughs> um, yeah, we don't have to think about what he did to the uh, Cybermen <laughs> during uh, the yeah. Saiyan Saga. Yeah, and if you want to get more love of like Tien, you could also watch um, World's Strongest, too. World's Strong- World Strongest is a really good movie. Yeah. It's, it's when there was no kind of power level bullshit. For the series, when it was tournaments were still it was meaningful. T- tournaments were meaningful. It was more martial arts. Like obviously, you still had Kaioken, you still had Energy Blast, but it was just more about the characters and and who they were opposing. I mean, Wrath of the Dragon. You brought that up. Mm-hmm. I think that's also one of the best DBZ films because it has way more character development, I think, than any Dragon Ball movie ever. It really puts a lot of focus on Trunks and the new character Tapion. I love Tapion. Me and Chris were talking about it earlier. He's basically just a Dragon Ball Z Link from Legend of Zelda. <laughs> I love it's literally one of my favorite game series of all time. Majora's Mask, shout out. Um, and it's one of those weird movies where where Trunks is build like his story, like kind of progressing the movie, and they kind of tr- like translate that to the show really well too because it was so popular. Yeah, it's not canon, but Tapion is the one who provided Trunks mm-hmm. with his sword, his sword that he killed Frieza with when Frieza returned mm-hmm. later on in Dragon Ball Z. Um, and he's such a, a good, honest, like interesting character. I love his design. I will say Wrath of the Dragon, the ending's kind of lame because Goku is not even an important character. No, he he's a very the- minor character. And he shows up just to kill the main bad guy. But the thing about that movie is it's not really about the villain. The villain doesn't really have a personality. He's like a kaiju. Mm-hmm. The, the, the thing about that movie is it's about Trunks coming of age almost. Like he's becoming a man. Tapion kind of is like this secondary father figure to him because I wouldn't say Vegeta's a great <laughs> father figure. Uh, it's a good movie and Gohan has like fun little great say, uh, Saiyaman kind of 
interactions in the beginning of the movie. Yeah. It's a really fun movie. It's all about the kids in that one. That's what's great about it. It is, yeah, yeah. Goten's funny too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Goten's in it. Uh, the the second son to go to Goku, um, Go uh, Gohan. He's in it with um his wife or his Videl. girlfriend Videl. Yeah. And um, they're kind of having their own kind of like, not marital because they're not married yet, but they're kind of relationship stuff. Well, they're in high school still. Yeah. It's about him trying to uh, have a double life as a superhero and a high schooler. And it is, I wish we got more of that, honestly. I know a lot of people hate it. I think Saman's just really funny. Um, <laughs> I, I, as far as like Gohan, because Gohan's kind of goofy. He's a nerdy guy. Like he's not a badass like Vegeta or Goku. He's this really nerdy, really powerful, emotionally maybe stunted kid. And I love him as a character. And he's just trying to be a hero like his dad, so he becomes a superhero. I think it's humorous. I think it's fun. Um, and we get to see the, kind of that side of him in this movie. And it, it, it becomes less important. The movie becomes less about Gohan. But it's a cool like way to open the story, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, it's, yeah, like I said, these DBZ movies, they're just a lot of fun. They're self-containing stories where you only the only kind of background you need is like the understanding of who the characters are. You don't even have to follow the timeline of a lot of these movies unless a certain character. Like obviously you have to watch the the Frieza saga, which is very early Dragon Ball Z, um, to understand who Cooler is. But I mean, other than that, most other things are pretty much self-contained stories. And even with Cooler, all you have to understand with um, Cooler's Revenge: Return of Cooler is that his. Uh, brother got killed by Goku because he was trying to be basically a, an a, a space Hitler. Yeah, uh, and you can even say Goku didn't kill him because Frieza kind of killed himself. True. And then obviously he came back after King Cold found him, and then Trunks killed him, so you could say Trunks is the one that killed him. Um, which is another thing I thought interesting about the series is Goku, I don't think, kills anybody canonly or canonically uh, except for like one small character later on in one of the later sagas, but... The series is always about him fighting to the end and trying to come to an understanding because he doesn't want to kill anybody. Um, I think, yeah, he he doesn't really kill anybody, and a lot of them become heroes or like kind of side supporting characters. Um, yeah, no, it's 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 interesting for sure. Yeah, and that's the thing with like anime. Like you gotta have. I mean, if it's, it, I'm not saying you have to watch anime, but you should really give it a chance. Um, I think. If you can get past maybe the subbing, which I think is not a problem at all. I think the the whole argument of subs versus dubs is always interesting because I'm not a purist and I know Seth isn't a purist either because Dragon Ball Z has to be it has to be watched um, as a dub. I, I mean, the sub is good, but I, I think the dub is 100% better. I just love the voice actors. Yeah, I wouldn't say like... There's a lot of subs that are better than dubs, 100%. Like a lot of subs. But there are some definitive dubs. I would say Full Metal Alchemist is a definitive dub. Um, it's just all the voices are perfect. Absolutely perfect. Dragon Ball Z, I think, is a definitive dub. Um, some people prefer the sub. I think just I think um, Goku's voice in the dub is just who I see as Goku. And Chris Sabat as Vegeta is who I see as Vegeta. Um, in the sub, I don't know. I couldn't get past kind of a female voice in Goku for some reason. I, it just didn't click with me. Uh, not not that she doesn't have a good performance. She's great. It just doesn't click with me as a character. It's kind of weird. And um, yeah, like Cowboy Bebop, perfect as a dub. Yep, yep. You know, Steve Bloom as Spike Spiegel is iconic. I can't imagine anyone else voicing Spike. It'd be weird if someone else voiced Spike. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Talk about another anime where the movie is pretty damn good too. The Cowboy Bebop movie, Not Gonna Have a Store, is also a phenomenal um, anime movie. It's also a Halloween movie as well. 
I like a woman who can kick my ass. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like you, like and that's the thing about anime movies. I feel like they. I feel like if they aren't Studio Ghibli or if they aren't something like Akira or um, Co- mean, Ghost in the Shell, I don't think people give a lot of anime movies a chance. Well, you can have you have prestige films like Your Name, which I will say Your Name is oh, a Ho- masterpiece. Yeah, Hoda with his anime films um, lately. Uh, Master, well, Shinkai, Shinkai. Oh. Uh, Hosoda, he did like Boy and the Beast, uh, Wolf Children. I love him as well, like amazing. Um, Shinkai did a sequel, or not a sequel, but he did another film in the same universe as your name in oh, a way because right. it has connected characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of more Easter eggs uh, called Weathering with You. And that, I think, in my opinion, is also a masterpiece. I mean, we could get into the rabbit hole of anime films <laughs> and other series I've seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, the director of Cowboy Bebop. I would say Bebop's not even my favorite series by him. I would say maybe Terror and Resonance. Um, like he's done a lot of great series. Samurai Champloo, he also did that. Just a genius, an absolute genius. Um, but I won't go down that rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah, it's just like I, I, I think the goal of this episode, not only was it just to nerd out with Seth about talking about Dragon Ball Z and different animes, but I think it's the like, I don't know, my live stream I recently did on Hurtastic Reviews. I, t- I mean, I, I'm never one to shy away from talking about movies that I think as a kid were important and I think they still hold up today anime movies like anime shows are definitely things like I still stick with and like I still champion um but like I think you know watching Studio Ghibli is really cool and it's very I think important to watch those movies but I feel like a lot of those other movies maybe don't get as much of a love from audiences that that say like they love anime movies and I, I mean I I'm not saying like they're not watching them because they they think they're better than them I just think they're not aware of them I'd say Ghibli in 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 Miyazaki is a genius. I mean, he's just a genius. They're very mainstream. I mean, Disney did dubs of them. They they've proliferated throughout the industry. Um, you could, I think, they're on HBO Max. You can watch them all. But they're they're very mainstream films. Like there's merchandising in Walmart or Hot Topic, and a lot of people know about them, and mm-hmm. they're great. But there's a lot of films that go underlooked almost because of that. I feel like people. It's a good gateway anime into. Um, and, and Miyazaki would hate calling them anime because he hates the term <laughs> anime, but that's a different story. Uh, but they're a good gateway anime into other films, like I said, like Shinkai or Hosoda or whatever. Um, like Millennium Actress, Perfect Blue, Tokyo Godfathers, all those films. Uh, Ghost in the Shell, like so many prestige stuff. It's it's just a good gateway to get into this amazing medium because you, you, you have like adult stuff, you have kids stuff, you have... Every genre you can think of, it's a medium. I wouldn't say almost, it's not a genre. It's a medium that has genres. Mm -hmm. So I guess what I'm saying is watch anime because it's incredible. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. And I think if you want to find some solid action-packed anime movies, you can't go wrong with Return of Cooler and Cooler's Revenge, the the first one in 1991. Um, I think... I don't know. There's just something about them. They're they're hugely action-packed. The stories are pretty self-containing, and they're very quick films like they're they're about an hour or so long but man they they fly by the thing about the dbz movies i think they're like 60 70 minutes they're very short as far as theatrical run times go but it works i think i think dbz is just about bringing these characters together we really like giving them something to oppose and just watching what happens because like i mean like half the fights in this movie is like krillin getting his ass kicked and making jokes master roshi like getting his ass kicked making a joke uh 
freaking oolong, all these oolong scared. yeah oolong he, he's the guy who wished for a pair of panties from you know <laughs> the, from shinron it's it's all these characters we know are going to get their ass handed to them having fun they're really funny because I, I laughed a bunch at this film um and then you have these like uh secondary characters like piccolo gohan krillin they are succeeding with what they're doing but they're also kind of having that opposition getting their ass kicked but it's really fun to watch it and then you have the lead characters goku and vegeta who are facing the main struggle of of the movie which if they lose everyone loses if they win everyone wins so it's fun watching all these characters do what they do because you know you know kid gohan's not going to kill cooler but you still want to watch to see what happens you know Mm -hmm. yeah and that's what it's great about these movies the the shows i feel like you have to get episodes and episodes to progress not only the arc but just to get to certain characters you know Mm -hmm. i don't think that's more relevant like i i would even say like cell saga uh, Frieza Saga for sure too. Future Trunks though, one of the best characters. That's <laughs> that's the problem with early DBZ. You got to get to Trunks. You got to get the hyperbolic time tra- chamber, Cell Saga, Teen Gohan, like all these characters developing into who they're going to be. Because you know, like you know, Kid Trunks and Goten are fun, but uh, it's that it's like the Android arc of like Future Gohan, Future Trunks, all this emotional weight. Like there's so much to find in DBZ, and the Frieza Saga is freaking incredible. It's just it, it does get better until the boo saga probably i think jumps the shark a little bit but it's such a great series and it's hundreds of episodes like it's great yeah i think if you want to get the the most consumption for dragon ball z you'll probably have to watch dragon ball z kai um they're pretty easy to watch um and they kind of they kind of like uh organize them from each um series and saga which is kind of nice um, but okay, so Seth, what did you think of Return of Cooler? I mean, because we both watched um, Cooler, um, Cooler's Revenge. What did you think of Return of Cooler? I mean, there's some DB. There's no DBZ film I honestly hate. I don't think there's one I hate or dislike. I think they're all really fun. They all have really great characters. Mike, I would say Return of Cooler is like a mid-tier DBZ movie for me. It has a it has a villain I really think is fun. I think his design is great. It's not a Wrath of the Dragon where you have great character development. It's not a Fusion Reborn where you get to see this like different otherworldly designs and it's kind of psychedelic and you get a cool new fusion with Gogeta. Like it doesn't have any of these big things to it. But it's just a bunch of characters we like. It's them fighting against like this well-animated opposition. Um, Goku and Vegeta have a wonderful dynamic. It has a wonderful ending with Vegeta's character. Did I mention the hand-drawn animation? Like it's it's just it's really fun. It's mid-tier. I wouldn't say it's it's great. I wouldn't say it's probably on the bottom. I mean, maybe like Garlic Juniors on my bottom. I don't know, like something like that. But um, yeah, I like it. I like it. I, yeah, it's mid-tier. Yeah, that's the thing. It's one of the. I think it's the only technically sequels that comes from these da- Dragon Ball Z movies. So we have to talk about you know that. That's Broly. Oh yeah, yeah, but I mean, I think I think I like Cooler more than Broly, at least Ooh. from like these earlier movies. I mean the third one is terrible. Bio yeah. Broly, it's terrible. I would say that's probably one of my least least favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, but the first two Broly, I like them quite a bit. They're really, really fun. I think the new one is the best one. It's the best origin for for Broly. Um, the animation's incredible. I really love Goku and Vegeta's dynamic in that movie. Frieza's even in that movie, mainly as comedic relief, which is hilarious. Um, I think it's really well done, but, uh, yeah, yeah, sorry, like, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know, I just, like, like I said, Frieza has always been, like, my favorite villain, and Cooler's his brother, and he does look really cool, I'm not gonna lie, and he kicks ass, so, like, getting more of him a year later in the next movie, it, like, it kind of takes place a couple 
a little bit of time right after it. So it's like you're right back in the action. And I think that's kind of what this movie fits. It's right back into the action. Yeah. The narrative isn't strong because it doesn't need to be. But like the action set pieces are really cool. It's quick. It's intense because it's like these two want to meet and fight again. Um, I think Cooler is a lot more of a different character than he was. Because like I said, revenge. Uh, Cooler's revenge, he's a lot more calculated. He's more humble. He's more just out for proving himself. And in this one, he's cocky. Um, he he kind of underestimates Goku way more because he didn't learn his lesson. And that's the thing about Return of Cooler. It's just it's just a fun time. But that's the thing. I definitely need to recommend you all check out Return of Cooler from '92. Uh, it's one of the I besides Broly, it's one of the few sequel movies that I'm a, I think I get the chance to talk about on here and champion a little bit. So I don't know if it's out yet, Seth. But uh, I had a, a podcast appearance with Daniel and Mitch from the Terror Table. Uh, Daniel, our friend at um, Cobwebs, we're doing a special. We're talking about decades films, spoilers, but um, I did talk about um, Cooler's Revenge on that as being one of the better movies of the 90s. Cooler's Revenge? You like Cooler's Revenge more than Return? I mean, I enjoy both of them, but I think Cooler's Revenge is a little bit more just because Cooler's design is so awesome. Like, his transformations are super sweet. I'm glad you brought that up because I think I like Cooler's Revenge. I don't know. I don't know because I think Cooler's Revenge. He's shiny. He's cool. Well, because, well, as as opposed to like Return of Cooler, yeah, I think I like it more because I like his design a lot in Re- in Revenge. Not to say his revenge or his design in uh, Return of Cooler isn't great. It's really cool, but I just it's just more action packed. I don't know Cooler's Revenge. It's just action, action. You get the henchman action with the minor characters and Goku, and then you get the awesome Cooler fight. But the thing is, it doesn't have the awesome Vegeta dynamic. That's true. That's where I'm not sure is. I think the action is more badass in Cooler's Revenge. But I just love Vegeta in Return of Cooler. So it's it's hard for me. I love Vegeta so much. Yeah, and the ending to Cooler's Revenge isn't that great. I mean, Cooler basically realizes he over under, underestimated Goku, dies by his he just own. Beats him. Yeah. Man. Throws him into the sun or a star or something. And that's it. But in this one, I mean, you get that kind of that one special moment with Goku that kind of sets the tone for the anime when it continues on after. Um, but yeah, that's just my kind of my two cents with the, with the Dragon Ball Z movies. There's so many you could check out the, I, I, okay, Seth, if you had to recommend, yeah, let's say three Dragon Ball Z movies, which ones would you recommend out of all the Dragon Ball Z movies, which would you recommend for people to get into? Oh boy. Are we talking Z or super as well? Okay, give me because there's not that many supers yet. There's a lot of Z's, so two Z's and one super. Oh well, the one super ZZ Broly. I mean, Battle of the Gods and Resurrection Resurrection app are fine, uh, but the series covers that story. Uh, Broly, hands down. For Z, I would say Wrath of the Dragon. Ah, that's a hard one. World's finest is great. World's strongest is great. Um, maybe. Fusion Reborn because I love Gogeta. I think I think that the psychedelic visuals. I think Janaba is a really fun villain. And Pycon's in it. And Pycon, that's hard because I really love the original Broly, but uh, the new one, in my opinion, is better. Anyways, so maybe maybe, maybe Wrath and, and Fusion Reborn, but you know, there's a lot of 
I love Bojack. I love Teen Gohan. You know, don't make me choose. Okay, that's my top three. I'm sorry. That's my yeah. top three. Okay. But that's that's the thing though, because you can buy these Dragon Ball Z and Dragon Ball Z Super movies. You can buy them individually on Blu-rays now. And they're in double packs. And Seth, you have most of them. So 100%, we both co-signed. The ones you have to buy are Wrath of Dragon and Fusion Reborn because they come together in that one pack, and it's super good. It's a, that's one of the best packs to buy. Now the Broly pack comes with three films if you want your bang for your buck. But Bio Broly isn't that great. So whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so what you could technically do is buy the Wrath of Dragon double with Fusion Reborn. You could buy the Broly triple, and then you could also double up and get that that new Super Broly movie that came out as well. Yeah. Um. Just just be a dumbass like me, and I think I like I saw a sale at Best Buy after we saw Broly. Yeah. They're having a big sale on every single DBZ movie, and I was like, Yo, I got my new credit card. Let's put every single one on my credit card. So I bought them all. Um. <laughs> Since then, I've had to pay that off, but uh, I don't regret that decision because we we watched most of them in one day. We had a big like twenty four hour day. We watched like freaking Seven Samurai and a yep. bunch of DBZ movies and stuff. But yeah. uh, it was a good day. They're they're just they're movies you can just watch. Um, like I, I recently watched this one with my girlfriend, and she just said it was really entertaining to watch. That's just. You don't really have to know the characters, like you mm-hmm. said. You can just watch it. You can have fun because the dialogue is really funny and fun. Mm-hmm. The characters are kind of universal in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, like Goku's a universal protagonist. I think Vegeta's kind of that that angry guy with the heart of gold in mm-hmm. a way. Um, and she said it was fun to watch. So I, I really think that's cool. Um, so even if you haven't seen maybe Cool's Revenge or other DBZ movies, I think any of them are a good stepping stone into the series. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, and that, I'm, I'm like you. I would say Wrath of Dragon and Fusion Reborn definitely have to be the ones. Bro, a Super Bowler is amazing, and I, I, a guilty pleasure of mine is kind of Battle of the Gods, but I also recognize it's not that interesting. The only reason I like it is because Beerus... It did go on dirty. <laughs> but the, I would say the fight with Beerus is really badass. Yeah, cool. You it's get cool. introduced to Beerus, and, and Beerus, I think, is like his most entertaining in that one because he's funny but he's also mm-hmm. like not a pushover in resurrection f he just shows up the whole time and doesn't do anything resurrection f is not a good dragon ball z movie which that's a i mean for what it was hyped up to be it was one of the bigger disappointment of dragon ball z movies i just don't like the arc i just don't like that arc at all i think frieza is a fantastic villain i just don't think he i understand it was necessary to bring him back because he is the one that helps defeat Jiren later mm-hmm. on in Super. Spoiler alert. Um, I don't know. I feel like we kind of rehashed that with Trunks when Frieza came back with King Cold. Um, Resurrection F, and it's it's fine. You get Gold Frieza. You know he has that power level enhancement because he decided to train for like an hour or whatever. <laughs> it, it is what it is. But um, I don't know. Maybe they did my 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 boy Gohan dirty. Maybe that's why I'm bitter. But I think the movie kind of retreads old ground. And Vegeta almost gets that win, but then Goku kind of gets it instead. So it kind of, you know. Yeah, there's basically like the ending for me will always be the the writers being like, this would be a cool ending. Oh, never mind. Let's just change it. Let's just reverse time. <laughs> yeah, and that's about it. I don't know, but you you can't go wrong with getting Super Broly, the newer the newest of the Dragon Ball Z Super movies. You don't even have to watch the show Super to con- to even understand it. You just got to know who the characters are, and they kind of explain most of it. Um, but yeah, I would say Future Board, Wrath of the Dragon, and oh, man, I would say after that, I would say the Cooler movies. I don't know. I just, I'm a sucker for Frieza, but I think Cooler is even better. I don't know. I'm just a, such a sucker for him. But yes, um, World's Strongest is definitely sweet. And I would also say 
I don't know. I kind of want to rewatch Lord Slug because I remember having a good time with that one. Okay, okay. Let me let me just say I didn't really take this into account because it's a much shorter Dragon Ball Z movie. But the future Trunks movie, the story of oh. uh, history of Trunks. Oh, yeah. Okay, maybe that's the best one, mm. hands down. This, this boy loves Trunks. I do love Trunks. Well, I love Gohan and Trunks. They're my two, uh-huh. they're mm-hmm. my top three characters: Gohan, Vegeta, Trunks. Mm-hmm. Uh, future Trunks, not Kid Trunks. Future Trunks, much different character. Um, I just, it's so emotional. Uh, seeing Gohan lose or like lose that fight with the androids, his missing arm, the weight it puts on Trunks. It feels like I'm watching Goku turn Super Saiyan for the first time again because mm-hmm. he turns Super Saiyan when he sees his best friend in the world, Krillin, die by the hands of Frieza. I love the history of Trunks because he gets to see his mentor, like a father figure, die by the hands of the androids. And it's brutal. The action in that is brutal. I think the action in most DBZ movies is fun. This one, you, you, you see limbs break, you see blood. Uh, it, the animation is much darker. It's raining. Like, it's so good. But it is a much shorter film. I would say, I, I would say that's why maybe I didn't consider it. Um, but that's good. Bardock, uh, like, it, it, oh, he's a good God, film. Yeah. You can see kind of him go against Frieza. It's, 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 more can or more uncanon than you know anything else, but it's fun. Yeah. I would say it's not one of my top three, but it's one I just thought about. History of Trunks, y'all. Yeah, dude, there's probably listeners right now who are like, I've been waiting for this moment to come out and just talk about DBZ and show my standing of the of the anime love. Um, but yeah, these are these are some of our recommendations. Uh, this was an excuse to talk about anime movies and anime shows that we could recommend. Um, but yeah, if you know any anime movies that we haven't talked about that you absolutely adore, I know there's quite a few, there's the, that, there's some blind spots on my list that, uh, I've been meaning to watch a couple of them being, I, I want to watch Perfect Blue, Tokyo Godfather's definitely one out there. Um, and honestly, Seth's going to call me crazy. I still haven't even seen Wolf Children yet. Oh man, that movie is so good. Everything by that director is good. I saw Mirai um, at a local like repertory uh, theater, and I thought that was fantastic. It's a very like slice of life, almost fantastical tale. But uh, Wolf Children, dude, it'll make you cry. It'll. It's so good, so good. Um, it's just a. It's very fantastical. It has wolves, werewolves almost, and it's about this young lady falling in love with a werewolf and, and he passes away and her children, as a single mom, she's take care of human uh, wolf hybrids and it's, it's, it's more funny than you expect but there's a big emotional weight to it. It's very dramatic mm. and uh, yeah, Boy and the Beast too, same director, like oh, fantastic. Yeah, fantastic. Boy and, yeah, Boy and the Beast, The Girl Who Lapped Through Time is another good one. Mm. That one I think is more of a popcorn movie but the thing is it takes so long. It's, a, it's the runtime for it is a little too long, but it yeah. is a very enjoyable kind of like a teen romance movie. Um, I don't know. We have you on here, Seth. We're talking about anime movies, dude. Let's t- let's just give something for the for the people who are going to be groaning when you say this. What are your top three Studio Ghibli films? Eee! Okay, <laughs> do they have to be in order? <laughs> <laughs> just just three Studio Ghibli movies that you defend. Like that. Okay. The the trend right now is uh, like. Three movies that live in your head rent-free, is, I guess, is the quote. What are those Ghibli movies? Okay, I'm going to say my top three in no particular order. It might be. I, I do want to defend Castle in the Sky. It's not in the top three, but uh, I think that is pure There's always action. a defense for that movie. There's, it's pure action-adventure comedy, and I love the protagonist, okay? I love him. I just... Is it James Vanderbeek, right? Yeah, James yeah, Vanderbeek, Mark, Mark Hamill. Hamill that, that, that's why I think people defend it more. No, it's than- good though. It's so it's just action comedy. It's not a great story. It's like not as as 
Um, there's not much depth to it, like Spirited Away or House Moving Castle. It's just fun. But besides that, top three. Princess Mononoke, it's the most adult uh, film by Miyazaki, but it's so deep. It has environmentalism commentary. It shows how perspective is very important because there's no antagonist. There's no protagonist necessarily. And the most violent one. Most violent by far. There's a lot of blood, a lot of decapitations. <laughs> yep. But um, it's it's the humans aren't good or bad. Uh, the, the forest creatures of the spirit aren't good or bad. It's a very great movie. Uh, about morality, environmentalism, awesome. Spirited Away, duh. I mean, it's, it's a classic. Um, mm-hmm. Beautiful visuals, beautiful setting. Love the protagonist. Supporting cast is all very interesting. I mean, there's nothing really bad to say about Spirited Away. It's it's kind of a tale that meanders in the best way possible because you go from kind of new plot point, new plot point, new plot point, and then you get this whole story in your head after you meet all the characters and then it kicks into gear and it's just about a young girl wanting to go back to her old life even though she hated it she's growing to find out that she kind of loves what she had mm-hmm. which her parents they were turned into pigs you yep. know she's trying to save them which is a terrifying sequence i'm not gonna lie it's a it's kind of scary like the visuals are scary but it, i would say it's still a kids movie i think kids should watch this i think they should they should be attuned to foreign animation like that um but in the, I mean, Spirited Away, it's a classic. And then Howl's Moving Castle, I would say that's my my other. I love Howl's, debatably, it's also one of my, my favorite Ghibli films. Um, yeah, Howl's good. He's a cool character, too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've seen, I did watch the dubs. Christian oh, Bale voiced yeah. him. But Christian Bale's amazing. Yeah, and um, Billy Crystal is the flame. Yeah, Billy Crystal's great. I mean, the, <laughs> once again, the supporting cast is great. Animation, like, there's nothing bad you can say about most of these films. Um, it's it's weird to put a top three because they're all so good. My neighbor Totoro is pure childhood bliss. Like it's not my top three. I know it's gonna be in Chris's wow. top three. Kiki's Delivery Service. Yeah, there's Maybe. another one of my top three. That's the thing is I could substitute that for House Moving Castle as my top three. It is also a perfect movie. I watched it. I will say about Kiki. I watched it. I think last year. That was my second time watching the movie, and mm-hmm. I grew such an appreciation for it. Because the first time I watched it, I didn't really connect with it as a kid. Mm-hmm. That movie is for adults. Now, when mm-hmm. I say adults, I don't mean like, you know, weird <laughs> content. I mean, it is about a young girl who is burnt out with her career. She doesn't know if she even wants to do it anymore, so she loses faith in herself. If adults don't relate to that, then you're some trust fund kid who is pissed off about the GameStop Buy stuff. those GameStop stocks. <laughs> Buy low, sell high. Seriously, like it's 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 such a good movie, and I think Miyazaki, when he worked on that film, was just probably burnt out and wanted to express himself. Mm-hmm. And the way he writes young females, honestly, is really really great. You wouldn't expect that from an older like uh, Japanese man, but mm-hmm. like young females, it's universal. I think what he approaches isn't isn't necessarily uh, reserved for one gender, or maybe it is, but like it's it's these universal themes that everyone connects to, and I think that's why he's yeah. such a great director. It's weird, like with with Miyazaki, like most of his protagonists are female. They are, but I still connect with them universally too. And you know, dudes, get in touch with your feminine side. If these Jubilee films tell you anything, emotions are not bad. His protagonists are very strong people. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So let's see. So that's that. How's Moving Cows, Spirited Away, and Princess Mononoke. Obviously, I'm gonna have to say Totoro because that's one of the early ones I watched, and I still am in love with that. That is pure like kid fantasy. And just, like, the wholesomeness of, like, 
you know, having like fantasies in your in your in your backyard and thinking you've seen different things, and then like also like you know, there's some real serious things as a kid you kind of take notice of in that movie. Obviously, their mom is not doing well, but they try to repress it by, you know being escaped into a Bridget Terabithia type of mindset. And they're the best dad ever. Yeah. Isn't their dad awesome? In yeah, he's yeah. Great. seriously, he's doing, he's really tying things down and he's yeah. letting him get away with murder. Um, obviously, Kiki's Delivery Service, I absolutely love too. Um, that's another movie where I rewatched it for the second time after so many years and I came around and was like, good God, this movie is way more smarter than it, like, than I even... <laughs> That's the alcohol. Then I even knew yeah, that it was. We didn't even mention it. We were drinking while we were doing this podcast. One hundred percent, always drinking on Inside the Sequel. These are facts. We we didn't do shots like you did for Blade Runner, though. <laughs> didn't we do like shots and we took drinks? We did. <laughs> we did. You know what's crazy? Blade Runner twenty forty nine probably is more high high concept than DBZ, but I feel like DBZ you have to go through a lot of like talking to get through it. Yo, this is. This is a long storied history that started like in it was the late seventies or eighties mm-hmm. uh, with the original manga, but um, there's a lot to decompress. That's right, <laughs> dude. I mean, anime has been going on I think since like the fifties or sixties technically because you got like the Astro Boy, the Speed Racers. Dude, Speed <laughs> Racer is the shit. Okay, I watched that with my dad growing up, and you know, Speed's kind of a dick <laughs> as a character, but they're they're fun. They're really fun. Did you ever watch Lupin? I always wanted to get into Lupin now more than ever. I saw a little bit of it on Adult Swim. I couldn't get into it. It's kind of like case closed. I could not get into it. But actually, the film, which was the first film directed by Miyazaki, the Loop in the Third film, mm-hmm. uh, is on Netflix now, and I'm really eager to check it out. Yeah, because I've been. I feel like he's kind of like a Spike Spiegel cockiness mixed in with um, Ace Attorney kind of. You know, it just feels like a weird mix of that kind. I don't know much about Lupin. I think he's 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 kind of that vagabond detective where he's toes the line between good and bad mm-hmm. is what I get from what I've seen. Um, but I'm really interested to dive into it. Uh, it's it's a classic character in anime. Very when you, classic. When you get to get to Anno and Neo Genesis Evangelion guy, <sighs> I was on Schlock and All with Lindsay Wilkins and we talked about Shin Godzilla. Anno did the the directing and animation for that movie, and I was like, <clears throat> that looks really good. I want to get into it. I. I I watched a little bit with you. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the theme is iconic. I watched a few episodes with you, and I really loved what I saw. There's just so much I'm watching. I gotta finish the last season of High Q right now. Now that's an anime. If you're in a bad mental state, do not watch Neo Genesis because it is, it is very apathetic and very kind of self-inflicting wounds. Did you anime? see Standalone Complex? I no. think it's really good. It's really good. Mm. Yeah. For Ghost in the Shell. Ghost in the Shell. No, but Ghost in the Shell, that's, I mean, that's my favorite anime period. And I mean, I haven't even seen that many extensions of it because oh, there's Com- so many. So Standalone Complex is weird. It's a little slow. Once you get deep into the Laughing Man arc, it really picks up. Um, and it's it's weird because it's more lighthearted than the movie. I think it's a more of an adaptation of the manga, which I hear is more lighthearted. The movie is more cerebral, and obviously it's a classic. It's mm-hmm. legendary. But uh, Standalone Complex is just really fun, and you get more of a team dynamic uh, with the, the central three characters, oh. or four characters, I should say, and then the robot, whose name escapes Bato. me. But I, I love the robot. Bato. Bato? Yeah. Well, no, Bato's the, the guy. The, the, yeah. Oh, the well, he's... I'm talking about the little spider robot. Oh, the spider robot. Yeah, I, I love the spider robot. <laughs> I, ha- I do have uh, the Ghost in the Shell Arise uh, series that I need to get into on Blu-ray. But, man, like I get, that's an anime where there's so many different type of paths you can take with it. Um, okay, but real quick with Studio Ghibli, because I know we're, we're just talking about anime period at this point now. Um, you just call this an anime episode <laughs> yeah. at this point. Can we really quickly talk about uh, The Wind Rises, though? Good God. Is that possibly Miyazaki's best? 
what's interesting about that movie is it's an animated biopic. So mm-hmm. it's a, it's a, it's a real story, a real person. I can't say how accurate it is. I know it's more of a biopic. I know it's Miyazaki singled that story out. Um, and correct me if I'm wrong. I could be wrong about this. He singled that story out because he has a fascination with planes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ghibli is actually, I believe, oh man, French for or wind or some aeronautical term. Totally could be lying about this. But it's um, but, always but, a theme in all but, his movies. But he loves planes. Uh, Miyazaki loves planes. He loves the sky. He loves flight. That's why so many of his movies have that. Like Kiki has that. Castle in the Sky has that. Wind Rises has it. Like so many things has that. Um, like, 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 you know, House Moving Castle. Like mm-hmm. everything has it. Um, and it's just that movie that you just love the characters. I would say it's his most linear story a lot of his stories are more more otherworldly and magical i think when rises is very grounded it has a perfect romance a tragic romance mm-hmm. um it's a very small cast compared to some of his other films it's just so damn good um it'll it'll make you burst with glee it'll make you cry tears sadness and joy um would you think it's his best though? I'd say you could say critically it might be one of his best. Yeah, it's I think it's say. I think it's one of his best that doesn't get talked about. Because it yeah. isn't is it like you said, it isn't otherworldly like his. Like we could just make a whole uh, Miyazaki episode, honestly, if we ever wanted to. But um, I just whenever I think about like my favorite Ghibli films, it's not in there. But it's like it's kinda like one of those like it's my favorite, but it's not my favorite. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Like it's like if it showed up to my house, it would stay at my house rent free, you know, and I and I would take care of it until it, it got it back on its feet. But it never like ever has to be at that low point ever. Here's the thing: is I own almost every single film I think except for Ponyo and Wind Rises. Not because I don't like Wind Rises; I freaking love Wind Rises. It's because it's like there's never a good copy of it anywhere. I don't think they did a, have have done a steelbook of it yet with the new printings of, nope. of the films, but who who bought it? Uh it's uh, I think it's G Kids, which G I think Kids. is through Shout Factory. So, I don't think they've done a Wind Rises production yet, and they have one of the old Disney prints. Uh I just never picked it up, you know, and I really want to cuz it's it's such a fantastic series. Dude, but where's from Up on Poppy Hill on your list because good lord, that is like one of my favorites. I, I think I'm I know I'm in the minority there, but I I don't understand how you don't like that movie. I didn't say I didn't like no, it. No, I'm just saying for the people in general who okay. like I don't understand how you don't like it. It's jazz infused. It's a really good romance that kind of you know, it kind of takes you for a ride, but then you kind of realize at the end it's not going to be that. It's really beautifully animated. I like the division between the the boys and the girls because it feels like that's how it was in school. Sure. And uh, it, it it's kind of like a it's a child it's a coming of age movie, one hundred percent. But it's not even about the romance at that point. They kind of throw it for a spin in that movie. But it it, it it's it's I don't know. I just I think it's a really beautifully animated movie, and it's a very relatable one for me. I don't even know what to say. I, I, I don't know. Maybe I watched it at a bad time. Is I liked it, but I didn't love it. And I think it was at a time when I don't know if I wanted to watch a movie. <laughs> I think I just wanted to, like, to do something. So I didn't pay attention to it as much. I remember it being like charming in a way because it, it was because it was about like it was a club right yeah. and it was about high school and 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 then characters kind of started aggregating to this club and it was kind of fun and interesting but like I I just want to watch it again I don't know I, I want to see like I want to have that um, fascination that you had when you first saw because I think I would have that with like like Kiki I think mm-hmm. with Kiki. 
I the first time I saw it, I just did not appreciate it, and the second time I saw it, I was blown away. Um, and that's the thing about I mean a lot of movies is sometimes you just have to have that certain perspective to enjoy it. Because if you don't have that perspective, it could be a bad time or a bad place or bad mental state or anything. And, you know, I don't know. Because I think I would love it. I don't know. It's Goro Miyazaki. It's not yep. Hayo. Uh, it's his son, Goro. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure he has that spark just like his dad. Yeah, and he ended up not doing a not-so-other-good one, though. Which Tales was... from Earthsea. Yeah. Uh, I haven't seen it. I love the cover art, and I've almost watched it multiple times. But I've, I hear it's not great. I still want to watch it eventually. Um, but I do, I read a story one time that Hayo went to the premiere of Tales from Earthsea and he walked out and told his son he was disappointed in him because that movie, I'm not defending Hayo, I th- he could be a terrible father, genius director maybe, but terrible father, I don't, I don't know, but uh, I do remember that story and I think Goro probably took it to heart and I think, I think his next film, he really probably made something more personal to him and it, it shows, I think. Because of that, he was able to draw something out of himself, make a much better movie, and you love it. Mm-hmm. I mean, you really love it. Yeah, I just love the. I like the jazz score. I like the characters of you know. It's like you know, a lot of these have like sort of like a, a, a like a, a romance. You know, this movie kind of shows that there would be a romance, but there ends up not really being one, and explains it. Um, I think it's a little shoddy in the way they explain that but for me it's all about the boys versus the girls but like the boys being obviously you know little shits and the girls being smarter and i like that kind of dynamic there because guys can be idiots at times including myself but uh it's kind of funny how this episode we talk about anime shows and then we talk about the dbz and then we talk about studio ghibli which i think goes to show there are so many different avenues you can go with anime um i don't know why but lately i just been kind of going back to watching anime. I think it's because watching these Godzilla movies kind of gets me back to that Japanese culture. And like, you know, in the 90s, I mean, at 91, 92, you were getting Godzilla versus King Ghidorah, Godzilla versus Mothra, Battle for Earth, you know? So it's like you could double feature Godzilla versus Mothra, Battle for Earth, which is a good movie, and you could get that with uh, Cooler's Revenge. And I think that'd be a really fun time. Like, you could do stuff like that, yeah. So um, I really recommend these movies. And all I want to say to Seth is this. Kakarot, you dog, you did it. You actually did it. You actually did it. (laughs) You became a Super Saiyan. I can see it. Hey, yeah. Welcome back, Vegeta. I guess it's a good thing I didn't bury you that deep after all. (laughs) Well, 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 well. (laughs) Kakarot, you dog, you did it. You actually did. You're a Super Saiyan. I can see it. (laughs) <laughs> super duper super scout <laughs> uh but no this, i think seth this is gonna wrap it up for us i think everyone is probably either overwhelmed or they're like dude we already knew about this stuff catch up but um yeah if you like anime uh movies or tv shows or i mean if you have any that you want to just shout out i mean comment to us down below you can follow us on twitter at inside the sequel you can follow me at hertastic underscore chris on twitter as well check us out on we're on spotify we're on itunes i think we're growing somewhat um you should check out Lindsay wilkins on the schlock and all podcast where i was recently guested you can always check out daniel on cobwebs you can find some of those early cringy episodes that i was a part of not because daniel was cringy but boy was i um and you can check me out on youtube at hertastic uh reviews as well uh but seth thank you so much for hopping back in on inside the sequel 
Yeah, no, thank you for inviting me. Uh, you can't catch me on social media very much because I'm a peasant, <laughs> but uh, you can catch me following Chris around or being the voice in his ear. Do you follow uh, him on Robinhood? <laughs> He's always on Robinhood looking at stocks. Yeah, I'm sure I am. Uh, I, I mean, you can check out my, my, my website for my freelance career, mm-hmm. SethAlexGarrett.com. I do weddings and stuff, but uh, I, I just enjoy doing this, I think. I would love to do more future episodes. I'd love the Blade Runner episode. Mm-hmm. I like talking about stuff. And if I'm wrong about it, don't tell me because I'll be sad. Because uh, I guarantee I said something wrong during this episode. But I, I'm going to blame that on the vodka cherry limeade. That's true, dude. Uh, but, yep. So, uh, make sure if you like this video to, to like it, sh- retweet it, share it with people. Like, again, Seth was on last time and it was our most downloaded. Let's see if we can break the internet with that again. We're not really breaking the internet, but we're just kind of patting ourselves on the back here. <laughs> Uh, but Don't put that on me. I have performance issues. <laughs> but Seth, thank you so much uh, for uh, giving this chance uh, to talk about anime and just like the different faucets of it. Because good lord, I didn't know how else to tackle it if we didn't. Um, but yeah, thank you all for listening inside the sequel. My name's Chris, and remember, if you aren't watching Dragon Ball Z or giving anime a chance, do you really care about films? Anyway, we'll listen. We'll see you next time.